This episode of the Managing Major Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you, and you can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. And all you have to do is just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to Manage Image Podcast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash managingmadrid. That's betterhelp.com slash managingmadrid. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring the Managing Madrid podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Moxie Miami South Beach Hotel, who are proud sponsors of the Managing Madrid podcast world tour. You can have brunch at Serena Rooftop at Moxie, Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Refuel all weekend at Serena Rooftop's brunch from Chilaquiles to Tres Leches, French toast. And with the DJ playing, they'll be ready for your next adventure in no time. Check out Moxie South Beach Hotel if you're heading to Miami or if you're living in Miami. Check out the Serena Rooftop. And our next stop on the Managing Major Podcast World Tour will be during preseason. So we're just waiting for Riamdra to drop it officially. But Word on the Street is Classico in Vegas, so at the very least we'll be there. Um, coming up is a Q&A I did on my YouTube session, or my YouTube channel rather. It was a session that was quite informal, as these Q&As generally are. Uh, we like to put out content a podcast every day if we possibly can on the manager budget podcast feed so these lives are just kind of a way to fill in content on days we don't have podcasts planned i can't promise it'll be too crazy uh, after this one for the next seven to ten days as i'll be on holiday but um, i will have to do emergency podcasts as they arise and i think matt and co will take over some of the mantle and put some content out for you guys but enjoy the q a session which went up on my youtube uh this morning and we talked about Rodrigo, backup strikers. We talked about music. We talked about some history, Fernando Redondo. And I don't remember what else we talked about, but we talked about things that you're going to find interesting. So enjoy it. Let's get to it. Here's Derek Ray and Ray Hudson, and let's go. Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. Uh, wonderful lads that do a great job there. And... Time's ended up almost looking like a 6-3-1. Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website. Frustrate podcast as well. Of course, Pere Valverde was a huge part of the equation. So... The plan here is just to do maybe half hour of Q&A and the comments are already coming in on YouTube. So let's uh, let's roll with it. I also just wanted to, usually on days like this, which are kind of weird because we had the whole Zidane thing back and forth this morning, fan base losing their minds. I like to hop on and just provide some sort of therapy and just reminder that like, guys, just let's just wait it out, you know, before commenting. And I, I, I myself fall into this trap quite a bit where... I'll say, you know, 
it, it happened with the Mbappe thing. It's, it, you know, on some level with the Chuomeni thing too, where sometimes we just got to hold up, you know, within within one hour, things can change. And even still, even with Zidane's representatives denying the whole thing, we don't know for sure exactly what's going to happen, right? So let's just wait it out before losing our minds. And let's, let's avoid the Zidane topic for now. We'll bring it forward. Um, let's answer some questions. I'm going to go through the comments that are flying through YouTube in a second here. But I just want to preface by saying, as always, we have rules for these Q&A sessions and asking questions and all of that stuff. Um, we run a Real Madrid YouTube channel, podcast, and it's every single day we're covering this Real Madrid beat. So as you can imagine, a lot of repetitive questions. So get creative with your questions. Um, if you are one of those people who would like to disagree with me on Twitter, I would encourage you to actually disagree with me in these live sessions because I think that's more interesting than, than sending angry messages at me. So uh, let's go through it. <clears throat> uh, Floris Patin. Patin. Uh, says, Kian, I want your take on the Vinicius versus Rodrigo debate. I know you're not a big fan of this debate, but we can do it in a non-toxic way. What do you think of their respective ceilings? Answer this question quite a bit. And it doesn't have to be a debate. It doesn't have to be versus, you know, Rodrigo versus Vinicius. But the fact of the matter is that Vinicius is a better player right now and has a higher ceiling. But that does not mean it's a knock on Rodrigo. I think Rodrigo has an incredibly high baseline. I think we already know he's going to be very good and he is already good. And Lucas and I were talking about the leap he can take next season. If he can go get to 15 goals next season, for example, that's going to be massive for us. And I think he's going to be a really good contributor. I mean, the fact that we're actually having conversations where we're like, okay, well, should we sign this right winger from X club or should we rely on Rodrigo? And I think just the fact that we're there means that Rodrigo's in a really good spot. So I, I, don't, I don't think it's much of a debate more so than I think I'm really happy to have both of those players. I, th I think we're in a good spot with those two. Um... Love from India, Hala Madrid. Love to you back, Arman. Um, okay, let me just scroll through. I'm gonna. I'm trying to find questions that are kind of more fun and exciting and, and away from the run-of-the-mill regular stuff. Cosman says, "Will this Q and A be more about you or Real Madrid? It can be anything that uh, you and I want it to be. Generally speaking, I will go for the most interesting question I think is interesting at the time. So if it's about." Me or Real Madrid, um, I'm happy to answer it if it's something that I'm interested in answering. Um, Chibwezi Dike says, Hey, Keon, quick question. Should we sign a right winger if Asensio was sold and who should it be, in my opinion, Gnabry? Um, I don't think Asensio necessarily gets in the way of anything, to be honest. Partly because as you guys who have followed me for a while know that I'm not a massive Asensio fan. I like him as a player, but I think he's a niche utility player. And I think there's a lot of players who can contribute more than him on the right wing. Um, irrespective of he stays or goes, I think we should sign Gnabry if he's on the table and if he's available. Um, and and I, I don't think that necessarily would get in the way of that. Um, a lot of comments about Nabri. A lot of people, I think, support that signing. You know, it's it's one thing for us to believe in him being a good signing, but I also think that um, the club necessarily may not see it that way. I, I don't think we've we've uh, we've been really that linked with him, to be honest, either. So it it, it can be a bit of a moot point, but I personally believe that Nabri is good enough to to justify signing him. 
Baslan Halal says, rank the top three Brazilian players that played for Real Madrid as club legends. Oh shit, that's going to be off the top of my head, but one, one and two, irrespective of how you place them, one or two, it's going to be Roberto Carlos and Marcelo. And number three becomes interesting because on pure peak and how good they were, it's probably Ronaldo Nazario. At the same time, um, few, very few people know about Pahinho, which was who was the very first superstar that we had in club history. That was before the Di Stefano and Puskas era. And Di Stefano laments not being able to play with them because Pahinho was like a freak ahead of his time, scoring buckets and buckets and buckets of goals and dominating. And we sold them just as we brought in Di Stefano. So we never got to see those two legends play together. I think that off the top of my head, it would have to be either Pahinho or Ronaldo Nazario. I may be missing something, but generally, if I can't pull them off the top of my head, it means that we, they probably weren't that big. Um, you guys can throw some names at me. I, I'd be happy to, but I'd probably just kind of swat them away as you bring them up, you know. But if I'm missing anyone, uh, feel free to, to comment. Um, Ignacio says, what's your favorite underrated uh, not as talked about moment as a Real Madrid fan, much appreciation. If you want to elaborate, Ignacio, I'd be happy to answer that further and unpack that. What do you mean by underrated? Uh, and, and what era are we talking about? Um, Timberlin says, Hi, Kian, do you think Alaba will be better than Mendy as a left back going into the next season? My personal opinion on that is no. Uh, I disagree with some of the other journalists on this subject, actually. I think David Alaba's best position is a left center back. And I think Ferland Mendy, the way he can lock down opponents is admirable. And I also think if you're worried about the attacking aspect of it, we've seen that wrinkle so many times this season where Mendy and Alaba can interchange. Mendy, uh, Mendy drops and Alaba pushes up and puts a cross in. And I also think Mendy's a little bit underrated going forward. He's not good at dribbling or doing the things that Marcelo did, but he's one of the best ball carriers in Europe from his position and can get into the final third. But we also have to remember that Ancelotti, by design, asked him not to join the final third in most of those Champions League games, right? He wanted him to stay back to, to face the threats. So uh, in other games where he's allowed to venture up, like, for example, against Levante recently, he scored a goal and was uh, his runs created stuff, created space for Vinicius. So I, I personally, I would keep Alaba left center back and, and Mendy left back. <clears throat> uh, let's see. All right, I'm really falling behind these comments. YouTube is actually probably the most um, so far in terms of sheer volume of comments that come in at a rapid place, in a rapid space. And I don't even have a huge following on YouTube yet. It might be the hardest one to keep up with. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see, let me see. Tarek Gokta says, Hey, Kian, Tarek from Sydney, Australia here. I appreciate your time and effort into making content. Your personality is great. The stereotype of Canadians are nice people is true. That's funny. I don't know if I consider myself as a nice person, but um, I do love people and I love just talking to people. So maybe I come off that way. If you maybe spend time with me all day, you would, you would think differently, but I appreciate the love. I love Australia. I've been there once in my life. I've been to Sydney. And it's basically a, a warmer Canada. And I'm always down for warm Canada, warm Canada. You know, I, I'd love to go there if it wasn't so far. Um, question about Fran Garcia coming back. Would he be a good decision if Mendy stays in Alaba as a first choice left back? Obviously, in that scenario, no. I think it would just stall his development. But at the same time, Fran Garcia is one of the best uh, fullbacks in the league. Um, 
And I think if he were to arrive, it would only make sense if it's going to be Mendy and Fran Garcia for that position. I personally am also really high on Miguel. Um, I love what I see with him from Castilla. I liked his cameos with us, even though they were brief. I really believe in him, but I, I also want to just see him play regularly. Um, Gregory Fedorov says, Kian, is it unreasonable to view Chuomeni as the Kronos successor? I, I know that you mean Cruz, and the only reason I know that is because my phone literally all the time autocorrects Cruz to Kronos, and I think it's actually epic because Kronos is a badass name, and it, it's kind of fitting like as this cyborg character, but Cruz, Chuomeni, different players. Um, to be quite honest, I think Cruz is an unbelievably rare unicorn that you won't see for a long time, if ever. I mean, he's just so unique. I mean, him and we often compare Modric and Xavi and say who's the best central midfielder of all time. I actually think, stylistically speaking, Cruz and Xavi are more similar. And to have that vertical passing demon who can control um, and get the ball into the final third as a ball progressor, they're very rare, unique players, and they're probably two. They're probably the two best passers in football history. Um, so no, Chuomeng doesn't fit that bill, but I, but he can fill, you know, more similar, stylistically speaking, I'd put him in like almost like a Busquets kind of, as a Busquets kind of figure who can dictate tempo from deep. And he's not known as like a playmaker, but as the kind of guy who can play deeper, play quarterback and get the ball up the field, but also read passing lanes and defend. Uh, I think, you know, that's that, that's the bet. I mean, Cruz will never be as good defensively as Chiumeni, as Chiumeni is like a, one of the best readers of the game from that position. So, uh, Mahan Razai says, I'm joining you in raising cattle in a farm. A, a lot of jokes today about me getting a farm because I had made the joke on the podcast uh, that if Zidane becomes a PSG coach, I'm retiring as a journalist. I'm not a football fan anymore. I'm going to live out the rest of my lays raising cattle um, as a monk somewhere. So let's hope that I don't have to do that. Uh, Pranav says, I cancel my meeting for this. That's what I'm fucking talking about right there. That's loyalty and dedication to the cause. Pranav, get a good question in to make up for it. Cosman says, uh, okay, that's an old question. Uh, all right, I'm really falling behind here. All right, I'm really falling behind. All right, I'm going to speed things up a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, Carlo, Carlo questions. Mourinho questions. Um, Ramos questions. Marcelo questions. Okay. Some of the stuff we've already discussed a lot. Do I think Anthony from Ajax is an interesting signing? I followed him closely and he has amazing potential. I think he's a really good player. I don't think I would justify benching Rodrigo for Anthony. With all due respect to Anthony. Um... Have I noticed, Ben 10 says, have I noticed that the Bernabeu atmosphere has decreased over the years? Yes, it has. Every year it decreases in atmosphere. That's mostly because tickets are more expensive, more rich people, suit and ties are sitting in the stadium, uh, and those guys don't make noise. The ones who make noise are the ones who are outside the stadium. And also, now, having said that, on big Champions League nights, it's still the best stadium, the best atmosphere in Europe, hands down. It's it's unbelievable. You you'll go deaf. I mean, it's incredible. But on a, on a regular run of mill game, like if you just show up to the Bernabeu for like a game against the La Liga team, in then in that situation, it's uh, it's pretty boring to be honest. The atmosphere itself. Um, 
and also you'll see a lot of tourists come in um, who just don't really care. They're just coming in to like take in the game at the burn bar, right? So let's see. Um, questions about a back three. I would urge you guys to go and listen to the podcast Jose and I did on the Rudiger Welcome Rudiger podcast. Um, we we answered that question in quite detail here. Do we'll do a much better justice than than I will. Um, in this in this brief moment. Kauku Sampola says, what kind of music do you listen to and which Real Madrid player would make the best rock star? Uh, I listen to generally two genres, and that is uh, deep house music. If you guys are into that stuff, I really love Nora on Pure, Rufus to Soul. Um, the kind of song that, you know, kind of just puts me, like the female vocals. Picture like the sun setting on a rooftop bar. And just like these really beautiful chill house beats. That's my jam. It's either that or hip hop. Love J. Cole, love Drake. Um, and I'm always listening to the newest album that anyone drops on Apple Music. So I love Summer Walker, the female vocals, Jesse Reyes, uh, Jenna Aiko. Those, those, are the, my, those are my go-tos, generally speaking. Um, if I'm working, it's a lot of house, though, because I don't like to listen to words when I'm working. Uh... And I love, uh, for working out, movie soundtracks. So Tenet, any of the Batman stuff, all epic stuff to work out to. <sighs> Dev says, I haven't watched him regularly, but I would like to see Odegaard on the right wing with Fede, Kamavinga, Chuomeni as the midfielders. It would work. Uh, it would definitely work. That ship has sailed, though, obviously. Uh, all right, damn, like the, when new comments come up, it just bumps everything, so I missed some of the older ones. Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, okay. Uh, Armand Bakshi says, why has our interest in Pedro Porro died? I mean, I personally, I'm, I'm a little bit underqualified to speak about Pedro Porro because I don't watch the Portuguese league, but um, my guess is that Dave Club which believes in Carvajal and Vasquez, and Carvajal was really good uh, in the Champions League run towards the end. <clears throat> Whether you agree with that or not is 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 not really the point. It's it's more about what the club thinks. Um, do I think Mendy can play as a center back? I think he can play as a center back in a three five two or um, or the the interchanging moments between him and Alaba where he periodically shifts to that position, but not as a full-time center back. His, his ball progression from that position, it just isn't good enough. Uh, Ignacio clarifies his earlier question. Just your personal favorite moment that normally doesn't get placed in the top list, like Ramos's goal for La Decima, Ronaldo Hattrick at Old Trafford, etc. Okay, so I guess like more hipster choices are my favorite moments. Um, I'll give you some. So... I actually, if you if you Google Kian Sobani Real Madrid archive, uh, a couple of years ago or so, maybe more, three years ago, I wrote an article about all of my favorite or my most memorable moments since starting to watch the team since basically 1998, and I have a lot of hipster choices there, and I think you'll see, and that that's cool to to read also in that sense because there's videos to go along with what I'm saying. But a lot of my favorite memories growing up will be a lot of Raul goals. 
I, you know, so many Raul goals um, that that just blew my mind at the time as a kid. Um, so, I mean, Ronaldo at Patrick at Old Trafford is obviously a great shout. Um, basically, Figo the entire first season at the club where he would just dribble past anyone. It doesn't matter if he was going up against, uh, you know, Paolo Maldini or Thor. Like, he would just be like, oh, cool, that's cute. You think you can defend me and I'm just going to burn your soul? And then he would dribble past three, four players after that. Anything Figo in that first season was mind-blowing to me. Um, so go, But I would encourage you to go look that up. Ignacio. Ignacio. There's a massive list, long article with videos accompanying all my favorite moments. Um, I also like anyone. So like Ashin Vari says, Kion, love your work, man. I appreciate that. I I um I would love for people to don't like. I know there's a lot of people who just like disagree with me all the time. I love. I would love for those people. If there's like something you disagree with me, please like just type it out. Because for some reason, the people who disagree don't say anything um, <laughs> to me on the live. So I just want to, I don't want to be intimidating. I, I want you guys to disagree with me face to face rather than sending me hate mail. I'm really interested in seeing more of those people, but they just don't show up to these things. Um, Decode says, Redondo being part of the club like some other legends, what do you think? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking, but if you're asking if Redondo is a club legend, then he is. Um Sanjog says, how about Nkunku at right wing? Uh, I think he's, he would be an interesting signing. I think he's also versatile, can play in a couple different positions across the front three, has his youth. Um, but I still don't think he's a better player than Rodrigo, so it really depends on what you're aiming to do, what his role is. Um, Brandon Looney Tunes fan 2000 says, I'm new here. Welcome, my friend. I'm also a Looney Tunes fan, and my son is a big Bugs Bunny fan. Um, Fizi Hafiz says, Which Real Madrid players, present and past, make you think of only if they fulfill their potential? Mine is Robinho. Uh, I care a little for Robinho. He's not a good person, but you can just Google his name if you don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, for me, it's like players like Javier Portillo, Jesse. Um, those are the two that always stood out to me as like, damn, man, you really did not live up to the hype. Jesse obviously had his own problems too and injuries, so I want to be fair to him. But um, Daryl Tobico says, who do I think we should sign for a striker since the non-EU slot is a problem? I would not go overboard with that signing. I think that a backup striker... Now, backup striker is, is a role that is very hard to fill at Real Madrid because it's like how many minutes per season? I mean, it's going to be more next season, I think, because I assume Benzema will, will rest a little bit more. But if I had to guess, I think... I think what the club will do is is maybe give Eden Hazard some false nine minutes if they have to keep him next season and Rodrigo there as well. I mean, Jovic and Mariano barely played. Maybe you could bring back Mayoral in, and, and give him some limited minutes. Maybe you could call up... Again, like it, look, the problem is if you're going to call up La Tassa, for example, like or Arribas for a false nine role, even then, I, I don't even think Ancelotti would, would go that route because like... It's really hard to like have a player who doesn't play all season and throw him in for, for 30 minutes at the end of a game, right? It's hard. 
It's hard, hard, hard one to fill. So I think you go for a lower profile. Um, all right, falling behind again. Faiz Muhammad says, oh man, it just disappeared again because people are commenting it. Where'd it go? Uh, I don't know where it went. I'm sorry, Faze. I found it. Wouldn't it be better for you to post School of Real Madrid content in managing Madrid's feed? It will attract more views. Uh, maybe. I mean, like, it's owned by different people, so it's harder to do that. But we do cross-post, you know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll always link it and, and funnel people through there, you know. So spread the word, Faze. Spread the word. Um... Let's see, Subhajit Roy says, following you from India. Welcome, my friend. <clears throat> Daryl says, do I believe in Hazard Redemption next season? I believe that maybe he can improve based on what we've seen in the past two years, but he's not going to be the Hazard of old, that's for sure. Lucas and I talked about it, but Hazard 2007-2019 basically dominated every single offensive metric in the Premier League, and it wasn't close. Like He was arguably the best player in the entire country. You're not getting that version of Hazard back, but maybe you can get a, a good player. I've spoken at length. I don't want to elaborate too much about it because I've already spoken so much about it, But and I'm writing about it too, but his best role in Belgium doesn't exist with Real Madrid, so his best, your best bet now is bringing him off the bench for Vinicius or Benzema. Um, let's see. Uh, Faye says, is Redondo one of the most underrated players ever for Real Madrid? He doesn't get much love or attention from Madrid fans, even though he's one of the best midfielders for us. I mean, if, if he's not getting attention or love, it just means people are just ignorant and are there new fans. I mean, anyone who knows anything knows that Redondo is probably our best defensive midfielder of all time. Um... Douglas Barrientos says Kubo had a good game today with Japan as a central midfielder and scored a goal. That's great to hear. I did see that he scored the goal, but I haven't uh, kept tabs uh, more than that. Um, all right, some disagreements. Finally, Flores says, Kian, I'm going to disagree with you on not wanting to get certain players because they do not justify benching Rodrigo. Rodrigo is a left winger and not remotely close to Vinicius, and we need a natural right winger. Yeah, so I agree with you that Rodrigo's best position is left wing, but he's not going to start there, and he is going to play more on the right wing by default because he's also very good there. Um, so again, it depends on who the player is to me. If we get a Gnabry, I think that's justifiable. I think if it's someone else, like, you know, to me, like, and someone else is saying, I disagree with you about Nkunku. To me, Nkunku is an interesting player, but he's not worth taking Rodrigo's minutes away to me. Uh, Nabri would be. Um, Anthony wouldn't be. So that's the way I see it. Um, the code clarifies his Redondo question from earlier. I mean, Redondo having a job or a role at Real Madrid like Raul and other legends. I wonder if we get his influence for the youth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird, like, because Redondo years ago and i'm thinking it must have been like five years ago now he was getting his uefa coaching license and then after that he just disappeared we don't know what happened to him he, he basically lives a very low profile life and we haven't heard from him and i don't know what's going on there so 
yeah, I would love for him to come back in whatever capacity, but I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay. Falling behind again. Greg Hills, ah, it's disappeared. All right. Greg Hill says, I wish we tried for Pau Torres before Rudiger. I get that he's world-class, but Torres seems like a perfect fit because he has all that plus age on his side and Ramos recommended him as well. Uh, Rudiger is a better player. Yeah, I think he's definitely... I'd rather have Rudiger than Pau Torres. Pau Torres has, has his own struggles. He hasn't developed that well. He's had his own struggles, and uh, I'd rather Rudiger. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, Chai Town Sports Fan says, do you see the lack of Spanish talent worrying? Obviously, the best will play for Madrid, but it seems all the top talent from Spain is choosing Barca. Uh, I don't think it's about choosing Barca. You know, the thing with Barca and Real Madrid, like everyone's talking about Gabi Pedri, it's all about It's all about timing. So, Gabi and Pedri wouldn't have, you know, had a career had they come up at a different time. They certainly wouldn't have been Real Madrid uh, starting players if they came up during this era as well. So I, I do understand that, like you know, it's cool to have more Spanish players, and by default and by the law and by La Liga laws, you gen you actually need to have a squad mostly built up of Spanish players. But um, my philosophy has always been: I care little about where you're from, and I care more about how good you are. Think about some of the greatest players in Real Madrid history. Di Stefano, Cristiano Ronaldo, Puskas, Benzema, Roberto Carlos, Marcelo, Luka Modric, Fernando Redondo. These guys weren't Spanish. They're legends. They love the club. So, you know, it's cool to have homegrown talent for sure. Don't get me wrong. But I don't I don't really think about it as a, as, as a big deal as, as maybe some others do. Um, Flora says, yes, Rodrigo is a good player on the right wing, but for instance, players like Mares or Anthony have a strong left foot. It's true. You know, Mares is probably another one I would, I would take as a starter right wing player. Anthony, I'm more skeptical about just the fact that uh, I want to see him on a bigger team. <clears throat> and his, his numbers are actually not like his, if you look at his, his numbers and his metrics are not that impressive, you know, compared to like some of the other players. And Rodrigo is an incredibly efficient player on that side. Um, Warren Africa says hi Kian I'm tuning in from Cape Town in South Africa my question where is Marcelo going his future plans love your content Hello, Madrid. Um, based on what I know is that I don't think he's done playing football yet uh, I think he's going to cash in one more like overseas or a different country before he retires I think he obviously would have liked to have extended that Real Madrid but I don't think it's going to happen so um, I imagine he plays one or two years more like Roberto Carlos did at Fenerbahce or something like that or go back to Brazil and then call it quits and basically just be a full-time dad in Madrid because his son is obviously playing for Real Madrid. Um, let's see. SM says La Liga greats from 2000s who were not Barcelona and Real Madrid players was Gais Mendieta of Valencia, one of them. Mendieta was definitely one of them. Juan Carlos Valarón, Joaquin, you know, we think about Joaquin still playing now, which is crazy, but Joaquin 2000 range was a phenom. Um, who else? 
Pedro Monites, who obviously had a stint at Real Madrid. Jalminia, uh, Moro Silva, Diego Tristan, anyone from Super Deport, basically. Who am I forgetting? Juan Roman Riquelme, Pablo Aymar. Really fun era, actually, in that in that range. Um, Ron says, do you think cashing in on Asensio would be a mistake? What if he becomes uh, Kevin De Bruyne or Mo Salah at some other club? Uh, then I think you just kind of have to, I don't know, be happy for him. It's going to be very unlikely if that happens. Um, let's see. Okay, there's actually not many new things to address, and I think I'm caught up. So maybe I will, and, and we're at the 30 minute mark, which I, which is what I wanted to aim for, because uh, after this, I gotta meet a deadline, do a workout, and then go on vacation with my family and spend some much needed time with my kids. Um, so let me see. Yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it here. There's nothing really super interesting coming in. Uh, Alright, I'll take one more. Khaled Hashem says, Question to Kian. I just feel like we haven't had a pure right winger since Arthur Robin. And before you say it, Bale was a left back. Why don't we go for a left-footed right winger like Maris? Well... <clears throat> You know, the interesting thing about Real history is that there's, uh, you know, Lucas and I were discussing about it, and this we posted on YouTube also yesterday, the discussion about Bale and the best right-wingers in Real history. And I think we came up with the conclusion that Bale is the best right-winger in, in, in club history. And, uh, you know, what you're saying now also is weird because you're saying that we need a pure right-winger who is left-footed. <laughs> That's what Bale was. You know, just because he started his career as a left-back doesn't mean he didn't turn into a pure right-winger. So, if you go back to the Real Madrid history, anyone you'd put on that right side to start as, like, the all-time Real Madrid 11, they're not going to be a natural right-winger. You know, it's going to be Di Stefano or Pushkas on that on that side who are not pure right-wingers. Pushkas, you know, people think of Pushkas as a central forward, but he spent a lot of time on the right side and then cutting in. Di Stefano was playing everywhere. So, I think, like... You're not going to put necessarily a natural right winger in that role. It doesn't have to be a natural right winger, but as a pure left winger, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would, I would be happy with someone like Maris. So I don't, I don't think you're wrong, but definitely to say like we haven't had a pure right winger since Arkan Robin is, is false because Bale, Bale was that. Um, so yeah, a lot of people just saying thank you, and we're gonna wrap it up here. And uh, I am, I am by the way, spamming this comment about Myral. I already talked about it. Um, you know, he is, yes, he is a, is a potential backup striker for next season. Um, so, Giuseppe Raul says, Keanu should do these more often. They are so cool. Yeah, it's more about time, my friend. That's, uh, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty much what it comes down to is time. So, today I don't have a podcast planned and I wanted to put up a con some content. Uh, 
Um, so I'm going to throw this on the Managing Madrid podcast feed, which I think picked up my microphone better than YouTube did. So uh, the podcast listeners may have a better audio quality, possibly. I'm not sure. But um, I'm going to upload this and I'm you know, obviously going to put this on YouTube too. It's not just going to be a live. So. But I'll try. I'll definitely try. Um, so thank you guys all for tuning in. I appreciate the kind words as we're signing off here. There's a lot. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll try to do this again. Um, housekeeping is that just if you haven't already, please go to patreon.com slash managing Madrid. It's $3 to become a member. You get access to all of our content and it's all of you guys in here. You have access to the internet. I'm sure there's $3 you can carve out and put it towards getting a ton more value. You know, whether it's you're buying a bag of chips for $3 or buying a Starbucks coffee, consider cutting that one out per month. Going over to patreon.com slash managing supporting high quality journalism. And I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about all the people who I'm managing Madrid who basically volunteer their time to make this possible. Um, you're gonna help them. You're also, because if we don't, then we uh, we can't continue doing this, right? So uh, consider it if you like high quality journalism and supporting it. And also uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at So Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you haven't already. And uh, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and hala marit.